Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Good morning and thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling. There's plenty happening as far as harness racing is concerned because this Saturday night, it's take two for the Miracle Mile. Originally scheduled last Saturday night, we know about that huge storm, that deluge that came down at Menangle, and rain is still falling, I'm led to believe, in Sydney. So I'll get the latest on the Miracle Mile very shortly. I want to track down one of our local trainers that's been wiped out owing to the flood crisis that we experienced here last week as well. And Darren Clayton will steer us into a few winners tonight at Redcliffe. An eight-race program tonight at Redcliffe. Action starting just prior to six o'clock. So there's plenty coming up as far as harness racing news is concerned. But first things first, let's go straight to Sydney because let's get the latest on the Garrard's Miracle Mile. This Grand Circuit event is uh, scheduled, rescheduled to take place on Saturday night. Joining us from Harness Link is Amanda Rando. She's on the ground down there in Sydney. Amanda, as I say, good morning. Uh, what is the, uh, the current weather forecast in Sydney right now? Yeah, look, Chris, the, the rain has eased off a little bit, which is a great sign, but obviously there's plenty of flooding around. Uh, I caught up with David Watson, who is the racing manager at Clubman Angle, just uh, 20 minutes ago. Uh, they're working on the track at the moment, and it's in pretty good nick. Uh, they actually uh, allowed, um, or horses have been working on it the whole time, and Miracle Mile horses, King of Spring, King of Swing, Spirit of St. Louis, uh, Expensive Ego and Matt Dan all just had a fast work hit out on the track, which is a promising sign. So the water is going down around uh, the Menangled track. Uh, they did have... Um, the floodwaters did even come up to the stabling area and in the media studio, so which is, is, has never happened since they've uh, rebuilt the track there. So it was pretty uh, significant amount of water around the area, but at least it's all going away. And, yeah, they're just cleaning up and prepping the track now. Uh, David Watson did say he is trying to get some trials on the track tomorrow uh, for horses. Uh, just to A, test out the track, test out the timing system and just make everything, uh, make sure everything's fine going into Saturday night. So there is a little bit of rain pre predicted for the next few days leading into Saturday and even on Saturday, but nothing like what we've seen this last week. So that's promising. So as long as they can get the track up to scratch, uh, which it sounds like they are, everything looks like it's all systems go. Okay, so the Miracle Mile meeting this Saturday night at this stage is uh, good to go? Yes, at this stage. Okay. Now, last week, uh, that was just torrential, that rain. And, and reading some of the reports that you published with Harness Link, uh, I know Gavin Fitzpatrick stated it was the worst conditions that he's seen and driven in. And uh, it was just amazing how strong and heavy that rain was. Yeah, literally within half an hour, it was, you know, around the media studio, just where in front of the stable entrance, it just filled up with water. There was just that much rain in such a short amount of time. And it was it was honestly crazy just sitting there watching it uh, all unfold. It, it was windy and then, yeah, there was a bit of lightning and then the rain just hit when that free-for-all was underway, which Gavin fits. Patrick won with Zeus Bromac. So, yeah, it was um, unbelievable conditions. It was lucky that, you know, that race went ahead, that free-for-all, and, and everyone was okay because it really came down during that race. And then even just, um, you know, there was obviously a lot of patrons on course 
as well for the Miracle Mile. And, you know, even just to get everybody out and off the track um, after the, you know, race meeting was abandoned, it, it was a big effort by the club because for the public, there's only one exit point and that's under a, a viaduct which is um, basically under a, a train line so and that was starting to fill up with water as well so it was quite chaotic trying to get out there but yeah hats off to Club Menangle they did a great job to get everyone out safe um, and yeah no issues. Okay now no doubt you would have tracked down most of the connections last week of these Miracle Mile runners were they all comfortable with the decision just to sort of postpone the race until this Saturday night? Yeah, most definitely. I think with, you know, with the horses, um, it, it won't affect them. It'll probably benefit a few of the horses in the race, to be honest. Uh, it's just, yeah, just a shame from, you know, the marketing aspect of the race and that, that big build-up going into it, you know, whether they'll get the, the big crowd there on Saturday night, I'm not sure, particularly with, you know, so many people in Sydney just dealing with the floods. Um, it, it's going to be hard so that's the only downfall that I can see uh, as I just said before you know horses have been able to still work at Menangle uh, the retention barn um, is, is still in use the horses there and the Miracle Mile runners uh, are all meant to be there by a Thursday as well so uh, I don't think it'll affect them at all which is which is a good thing. Okay King of Swing is the favourite with Tab right now he's fifty-five. He's one horse that, as you outline, is probably going to benefit from that extra week off because he had that brutally hard run the week prior when he won his qualifier. So that extra week is certainly going to be beneficial for him. Yeah, most definitely. You know, he came out, he ran a personal best time in that Allied Express sprint. Uh, he went 147.9. And as you said, he had to do it tough. So he's going to love that extra week, you know, to recover from that run. So, uh, yeah, this horse is just a champion. And, you know, he does love the Menangle track. He's had 20 starts there for 17 wins. So, um, you know, he's, he's, had, he's backed up before as well from quick mile rates. He did it uh, in last year's Miracle Mile series. You know, he broke 150 when qualifying for the race and came out and won the Miracle Mile. And it was the same case from the year before. So there was no doubt he would have backed up last Saturday uh, from that tough effort the previous week. But, yeah, that those extra few days would definitely be beneficial for him. And Connections have confirmed that this will be his final start. Uh, yeah, from what I've seen on social media, I just tried to track down Mick McCarthy this morning. I couldn't get a hold of him. He, you know, they've got a lot going on as well. They've got obviously the Miracle Mile horses, and I know they've had some flooding issues at their farm as well. So there's plenty of things happening on and off the track. Uh, but yeah, from what I've heard, this is King of Swing's last start. All right, a dollar fifty-five, as I mentioned, with Tab. Is he is he your selection for Saturday night? Look, I find it really hard to go past him. You know, he's got the barrier draw. He's proven. He loves the Menangle track. He's just got so many things going his way. And obviously, you know, if he does come out and win this Miracle Mile, he'll be the first horse to win three Miracle Miles. So, you know, what a way to, to end your career to go out like that. So, uh, yeah, there's a bit of that emotional aspect, I guess, my heart. Um, you know, wants him to win as well for that. And But my head also, because as I just said, he's got that draw and uh, he's certainly got the form behind him going into this race. Okay. Who's the danger? Is it Spirit of St. Louis or Bondi Lockdown? Look, I think his stable mate, Spirit of St. Louis, is the main danger. He's going to be stalking him 
the whole way and you know just pending what happens early and during the race if King of Swing does happen to do too much work Spirit St. Louis is going to be right on his back uh, Jack Callaghan made it quite clear last week you know that that will be his tactic on this horse on Saturday night so I don't think any of that will change uh, considering the barrier draws have stayed the same so I think he's the huge danger. Okay, so you're tipping one to be two and McCarthy Quinella in the Garrard's Miracle of Mile. Just with Saturday night, uh, you know, with the crowd and, and looking at it, I know it's hard to predict. Is there markets that are scheduled to be staged at Menangle this weekend as well? I can't confirm that. I don't know. Uh, I think, it, I yeah, I can't confirm. I, I wouldn't um, expect there to be just purely because of everything that's been going on around Sydney. It would be really hard to facilitate that. But, yeah, I, I can't confirm that. Um, I haven't uh, spoke to Club Menangle with what's happening there. Uh, but, yeah, you'd think the way Sydney is at the moment, it would be pretty hard. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and just on last week, uh, for, for those that did get to the track, uh, was there a good crowd uh, ready to watch the Miracle Mile? Yeah, there was a fantastic crowd, you know, and it started building and it was, I was sitting up in the media rooms, which is, you know, just above the grandstand there watching the races and, you know, as that, um, just prior to that free-for-all being run, it was just the scatter of people trying to find cover was remarkable, but yeah, there was a great crowd on, on course, you know, plenty of action happening uh, off the track as well as, you know, with those markets and kids' rides and yeah, there was a lot going on. So, yeah, it was a really nice crowd to see, particularly, uh, you know, we had bad weather that week as well, uh, last week leading into the race. So I thought that was promising. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's hope there's plenty of people to, uh, to turn up and watch the Miracle Mile for 2022 King of Swing, his final race start. Amanda, as always, really appreciate the time. Stay dry down there and uh, best of luck on Saturday night. Yes, thanks, Chris. I've got my floaties out. It's been a bit of a week, but uh, yeah, everyone's getting through it and sticking together. And that's one of the remarkable things about harness racing is, you know, everyone rallies together to help each other out. And a lot of the horsemen and horse ladies that have been doing that these past two weeks, just, you know, helping each other out in these testing times, but we always get through it. Yeah, absolutely. Amanda, uh, enjoy, the, uh, enjoy the night on Saturday night. We'll catch up soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Chris. There's Amanda Rando from Harness Link, and you can find all of the latest stories by going to the website, harnesslink.com, and you'll be able to stay up to date with all things happening in the harness racing industry. Let's come back to the local scene now, and as we know, the, uh, the flood uh, has caused major chaos uh, right throughout the industry, and it's now heading down to uh, Sydney, and there's a lot of places starting to become inundated with water down there. In Queensland, well, southeast Queensland last week, uh, it certainly wasn't spared as far as the uh, the wet weather was concerned. And our next guest is about to join us now because uh, I'm sure there's plenty to talk about as far as he is concerned. Sean Grimsey, who's based down at Tambourine, not far from the Albert River, one of the rivers that did become just, uh, well, it peaked and uh, there was water everywhere and he joins us now. Sean, appreciate the time. Oh, no worries at all, Chris. Tell me how much damage was caused last week. Oh, yeah, enough to slow us up. Um, yeah, we had a fair bit, fair bit of damage to the track, and um, yeah, the paddocks is next to useless. So we're lucky we've got Grant and Trista Dixon uh, lending us some paddocks and up there, and sort of only got half our boxes in operation now. So yeah, not not much fun. But anyway, what about the house? Most importantly, was that spared? 
Uh, well, it's not as important as the statements. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it did it did go through, but um, not as bad as last time. Like, but mind you, that being said, we didn't have much to lose this time because we didn't replace much stuff. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, it got through there. Oh, we sort of worked out about 150 mil, so that was all right. We left, we evacuated Sunday night, so we weren't actually here when it went under. So, yeah. so you were actually evacuated by the SES? Uh, no, we just, after previous experience, um, thought we'd leave. So, yeah, so we did. And yeah, if we didn't go when we did, we wouldn't have got out. So probably pulled the right reins. Okay. In your experience, 2011, 2017 and now 2022, which of the three floods was the worst for you guys? Uh, 17 was the worst for us, like... Um, 11, that, yeah, that didn't really affect us at all. And then 17, yeah, that was, that was worse for us. Um, the Elbert River got us a lot higher then and, yeah, it caused a lot more, um, damage to the house, uh, here and made a lot more mess. But yeah, the 17 was worse that way. Okay. Has all the water receded now? No, no, it was... No, it hasn't. Uh, we're making pretty good progress. And then, yeah, Sunday night, we've got that other storm come through. So, yeah, it filled, filled it back up. The paddocks and that, like, didn't come back up to the stables. But, yeah, sort of put a fair few of the paddocks back out of action again. So, yeah, we'll, um, we don't want any more rain. I know that. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I think we've got storms predicted maybe even late this afternoon. So we'll wait and yes. see. How many horses have you had to move? Uh, we've got eight up at Grant and Tristan's, so yeah, luckily, like they had they had space up there where we could put some in paddocks. So yeah, otherwise, it'd be in a bit more trouble. So but the stables, yeah, the other stables can sort of dry out, and that by the weekend, hopefully, we'll be getting getting them back home. So yeah, yeah. And what about the track? When are you likely to get that sorted out? Oh, well. I've just been talking to uh, just thank you this morning about that. Hopefully, hopefully, well, it sort of depends on. We probably would have been able to get on it um, and fix it up now if we didn't get that rain again Sunday night. So, yeah, we're really keen not to get a storm today, and hopefully they can get get onto it. Yeah, like maybe Friday or Monday. That'd be okay. yeah, that'd be good. It's just so important, isn't it? You just need that's your, that's your oh. main tool, your track, and you need to get out there and get on it. Yeah, and it's like it's not it's not a big track or anything like that. But you you get used to working your horses the way you want to work them on your track, and even like can you use Grant's track and that? And it's like it's just a one, but it's still different to working at home. Um, yeah. So but anyway, it, I suppose it can always be worse. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. You've got to run a qualified for that Jim McNeil trotting final. That's been rescheduled. The Majestic Speed, uh, at, at this point, will she be right to start in that final when it is run? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she'll, she should be. Um, she was probably... She she lives in a paddock, and uh, the girl across the road, when she could get across photos of Beanley Road, she walked over, and she had to swim out to her paddock to let her out because she was, yeah, doing laps in there, so... She had a um, she had a few days off, but she actually bounced back a lot quicker than we thought she would. So yeah, she she'll be right by then. She's in work now. Hopefully, she'll start next week. 
got a, well, that's good news. Yeah, have a look where I can race her. And what about yeah, the stable yeah. star, Teddy Disco? How did he fare? Oh, no, he was... I just finished working him, actually. Uh, he was... Um, yeah, no, he he come out of it all right. Uh, just... You, um, well, he was meant to sort of start moving along a few weeks ago, and then we've had nothing but rain, so he just... Yeah, he's just... He's working, but he, he probably should be a bit further along than he is. So, yeah, we're just... Um, I'll hopefully get him up to Grants over the next couple of days, but our main main ones, although they're not as good as him, as Harley Blue and Bahama Miss for the APG races in a few weeks. So it's sort of our main focus at the minute, just trying to get them there. Okay. Yeah. Do you think you will? Oh, I'm pretty sure I will. Like, I was really happy with how the two-year-old was progressing and then just, like, um, I don't necessarily think she's gone backwards or anything but you you know you're just on on the right trajectory and it's just changed so we've got to try and adjust what we're doing with her a little bit but hopefully she'll she should trial next tuesday um okay. she was pretty she was coming along pretty well so I don't, I, yeah she won't have any trouble getting there just how we go about getting there well that's so, good yeah. news that's, that's good yeah. news plenty of water yeah horrendous <laughs> you would add plenty at your place too down below yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But the good news is that uh, no one's been uh, injured or hurt and uh, everything's uh, safe. So we just need some drying weather. So uh, hopefully these storms that are forecast uh, can just dodge around it. Just on that storm on Sunday, there was huge hail out, uh, you know, in that Bow Desert area. You're not far from Bow Desert. So did you cop any hail with that storm? Well, I, was, I was actually up watching athletics, but Michelle was home and um, keeping me updated. But, yeah, she said there was hail in it. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't huge hail, but it was like just coming down with the rain. Yeah, it must have been pretty good, but sort of stirring all the horses up in the shed. So yeah, yeah. no, there was definitely hail. Okay. It would have been loud, I'm tipping. Yeah, anyway, no, all Absolutely. good. Really appreciate the update, Sean, and uh, let's hope that we see you back at the races next week. Anyway, trialing, uh, if not racing. Yeah, well, we got one Saturday night, so we'll see how she goes. Be interesting. Excellent. All right. All right. Well, you'll know more after the weekend, that's for sure. But appreciate the time and the update. Too easy. Thanks a lot. Hey, Sean Grimsey joining us. So uh, just one of many stables and, and properties that have been severely affected. Darren Clayton's about to join us now. and We're about to go through harness racing action tonight at Redcliffe. And Darren, as I say, good morning. No doubt you've been uh, across uh, and speaking to a number of licensees, but the amount of, uh, you know, uh, properties that have been, uh, you know, inundated with water. Some of the pictures that we've seen, Darren Garrard yesterday outlined that his track's completely wiped out. I know Murray Thomas, not far from where I am, completely wiped out as far as uh, the, the flood water uh, is concerned. I saw a picture of Dave Roger Jr., uh, the property uh, out there in that western corridor, just completely submerged. I know Ian Gurney's had a lot of issues with his property out there in that western corridor as well, Narissa McMullen, Matt Elkins. So there's just so many people that have been affected by these floods. Yeah, morning, Chris. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable looking at some of those pictures of of how I don't know, how you even go about where you start picking it back up and um, just listening to Sean there, like he uh, the 2017 really affected them badly and hate to think, you know, while it may not be as bad as what it was then, it's still an amazing amount of water. And, um, you know, one of the pictures I saw, um, Matt Elkins and Narissa McMullen, they seem to be 
reasonably lucky in that their track wasn't washed away, but uh, there was one photo that they shared that where um, the water was basically lapping at the top of the track and just looked like a lake as far as you could see. So um, they were a little bit lucky. Some others not as lucky, but, um, yeah, it, it's a big ask to turn around and get your facilities back up and running and then to, to turn around and also have your horses fit and ready to race. So, um it's a big effort by all concerned and um you know as a you know for the job that i do i thank them for all their for their hard work in, in getting their their livelihoods and their career and their horses back up and going again it's certainly not easy that's for sure yeah and that's one thing that's probably been largely overlooked that the field sizes given what we've been through have been really good um you know because so many people have been affected so the field sizes have stood up really well yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I'd, from an outside, originally there were, I had, you know, some, some concerns, you know, how do you know which horses have missed work, which which people have actually had their properties, you know, be affected and affect their horses working. Well, um, I'm pretty sure looking at it, I don't think it's by and by really caused that much of an issue in terms of um, consistency at the races. I don't think there's been anything happen where you could say oh you know that didn't really run up to expect it, expectations so from that side it's good and and i guess we're just lucky that um redcliffe has been able to to dodge a bullet and marburg has been able to hold up because um you know time's gone by we had the gold coast track to fall back on which is you know the equivalent of albion park in terms of size um you know a little bit tougher for horses that you know, perhaps might get on a knee or, or not handle the tighter track, the three-turn track at Redcliffe or the tight 700-metre oval at Marburg. But at least we do have some form of backup there. But it really puts uh, puts into perspective that, you know, to continue racing, we need those venues. And uh, unfortunately, at the moment, we're just a little bit lacking in them. And if Albion Park does get taken, well, um, you know, seeing those floods go through there... I'm not sure how they can justify a building on a on a floodplain like that after what we've seen in so many areas. It's been a big talking point that uh, just over the last week, but that's a that's a topic for another day. But I think that, that the most important point that you're highlighting is we need that other track. We need that extra track just to to really safeguard us against these sort of natural disasters. Yeah, exactly. And you know we've we've been lucky enough that Marburg um, has really gone ahead in the in the last few years but you know when the gold coast was we did have access to that facility marburg certainly wasn't in a position to be to be called on it in the manner it is at the moment but uh you know the money's been spent at marburg and, and it's up and going and it's a while i love i love being at marburg and i love going to marburg to watch the races it's it certainly um puts it front and center with hosting three meetings this week. I don't think they would have ever held three meetings in a week before. I know they've had a couple sort of Thursday to Sunday, but they get three this week. So um, we'll see come Monday how it, how it stands up. Yep. Well, let's focus on tonight. Eight races. Action gets underway at 5.53. Tab markets are available right now. What is the Darren Clayton special at Rickliffe tonight? Yeah, it was a special a couple of weeks ago and got the job for us. And I can't see why in race five, horse number nine, feeling the power can't be good to us again. Um, nothing was going right for this guy. He just kept running into into sort of issues in his races. And then 
there a couple of weeks back. Perfect trip, 1-1, one, one, peeled out too strong. Um, he gets a similar sort of trip here. Um, the one, Ali Pink, likely to hold up early. You've got Tullhurst Lover, a, a good winner last time out out wide, but feeling power should just get the right trip to finish over the top of them again. So race five, number nine, feeling the power. All right, currently assessed 290 tab fixed prize. You're happy with that? Yeah, I thought that was a good price. I thought, uh, he, like I said, he gets the right trip and it just really, the opposition he meets, no harder than what he beat last time and just really sets up for him nicely. And then um, there's one there in race two. I'm also keen on Chris. This is a, a heat of... Um, a series called the, the 58 to 70, I think it, they, they're rated. Uh, there was a heat at Marburg on Sunday. There's another heat here at Redcliffe tonight and another heat at Marburg on um, Friday. Major General Jujon finally lands a, a good trailing gate in gate one and gets back to Redcliffe where he's got a good record. His last four or five visits to Redcliffe uh, have been some time ago. He's been campaigning at Albion Park. He's drawn five and six, five or six, in his last five outings at Redcliffe. Like I said, they've been a fair while ago. Comes up with gate one here. And importantly, he's a 10-time winner at the track, and I think he gets the perfect run just in behind the speed there. Does have gate speed, so, um, you know, do have the option of kicking through if they want. But uh, his run last time out was good. He was a long way back after easing from gate six and a couple of runs back. He was only beaten four metres behind It Ain't the Money and Bo Chisholm finished second in that race. Both of those horses have since been uh, winners and like I said, only four metres away. So Major General Judah, keen on his hopes in race two. Okay, he's currently assessed at $4.20. Let's focus on the, the tab main quaddy races five, six, seven and eight. You've just mentioned your best bet, race five, number nine, feeling the power. So do we go one out in that opening leg? Yeah, one out straight up, feeling the power. Um, if if there was a danger, I thought it was number six, Tullhurst Lover. But yeah, happy to go one out with the nine as the best bet. The second leg, um, early scratching of what probably would have been the favourite, number two, Sunny Cove. Um, that leaves it a, a race in two, I thought. Number seven, She's Notorious, is the only runner off the second line. So she's got the early options as to what they do there. Um, just didn't see it out over the 2040 last time. So back to the sprint trip looks ideal. She can get around at some stage. The other one rolled in gold. Um, second or two runs back from a spell now, last time out, taken back, um, never really uh, put into the race at any stage. But then... Allowed to balance up in the straight, really attacked the line. No favours, gate six. But uh, I thought that was a race in two with the seven to be victorious there. So six and seven in the second leg. Okay, what about race seven? Are you keen to take a dollar ninety about Patchwork Jet? Yeah, you can leave that alone as far as I'm concerned, Chris. I, I, I do have him marked on top, but that's way too short for um, while he has been going well. He's beaten favourite last time out behind a good ideal. He was just... Uh, Two starts back, he was just way, way out of the ground and just um, it was too late by the time he got into it. So I do have him on top, but with no confidence whatsoever. I thought number five, Rocco Variety, might run a bit of a race here. Um, he's got some early speed, so whether they look to fire him up early or whether they just hold back, um, the way that race sets up, I think he can certainly be in the mix. Number four, uh, sorry, number five, Rocco Variety, and 
Um, I'll throw in Weasel. I don't think he can win the race, but just in case he does happen to get the right trip, the old 15-year-old, he'll be poking along the inside. Doesn't have the speed to hold the front these days from there, but uh, he should get the right trip there. So we'll go numbers one, three, and five. Okay, they're at the boxes, Angle Park. How do we wrap it up? The last leg, race eight. Yeah, two horses to pick from here. Number three, Brooklyn Rainbow. Um, third up from a spell, she gets a chance. Well, number one, Mickey, you're so fine. She'll get the perfect trip either behind Golden Green or behind Brooklyn Rainbow. So one and three to bring it home. Okay. So just repeating your quaddy numbers, first leg, nine owner, that's the best bet. Feeling the power for tonight. Second leg, six and seven. Third leg, one, three, five. And we bring it home with one and three. That's a look for Redcliffe tonight. Darren, as always, really appreciate the time. We'll talk again on Friday morning when we preview Redcliffe their big 10 event program on Saturday night. Looking forward to that, Chris. Thank you.